we've thanked everyone a half a dozen times, but I just, I really feel like they need to know what an impact they've made in our son's life and how appreciative we are at all of the amazing things people have done in the ways that they've reached out to him. I'm Todd Dills, this is Overdrive Radio, and that was St. Louis resident Sarah Welsh up top in the spirit of this week in America. With Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday, November 22nd, uh, Welsh offered those thoughts for the myriad of owner operators, drivers, and others among the trucking community who've helped her and her husband Bob foster a growing interest of their now 12 year old son, Robbie. That interest why it's owner-operated and other trucks and their drivers. Robbie clearly taking a cue from some of the best-known and not-so-well-known trucking characters online and in the flesh. For years now, Sarah and her husband spent time truck-spotting with Robbie on overpasses in their prior community and Manchester on the western edge of St. Louis, where they live now. This year, as you'll hear, meanwhile, Robbie got his wish for spring break with a trip to the Mid-America Trucking Show in Louisville and later this year, none other than the Guilty by Association truck show in their home state down in Joplin. When he saw our video featuring a couple he met at uh, GBATS, Daniel and Phyllis Snow and their Goose Freightliner recently, the Snows were also featured on the podcast here a week or two back, you'll remember. Sarah reached out with a message for the community of truckers she hoped to broadcast. This from her original movie. I've been looking for the right place to share our amazing journey in the trucking industry, she said. A big thanks to Sarah for telling us this story, and for the rest of you, here she is talking about just how young Robbie Welsh got interested in trucking to begin with. A couple of years ago, he and a friend were playing truck simulator games together, and they were um, going out and looking at trucks. We called it truck spotting. And so we had a very small overpass in our town that very few trucks came through, underneath and we would stand over the top and we'd wave and get them to honk and when we moved to St. Louis his uh, excitement and his passion really exploded because now we were near all of the major interstates and we started by standing on a passenger bridge over the top of 44 and just getting them to honk and he really loves horns specifically and so he would get them to honk and then try to figure out which horn they had installed on their rig. Yeah, so he 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 knows the all the, all the different uh, models of horn. Yes, in fact, one morning I woke up and in my Amazon cart on a watch list was a K5 LA so that he could let me know when it went on sale for $1,795. Bit of a news flash here for the astute overdrive reader, 12-year-old Robbie Welsh Schools Trucking Magazine editor on train horns. That's right. I had to admit to Sarah that before she shared that anecdote and my Google fingers got to typing, I couldn't well recall just what a KL5A was myself. <laughs> it's a train horn. <laughs> At that point, he was about, well, when he first started, he was 10. When we moved here, he was 11. And then it really exploded. I, I have a friend named Lori who is in animal rescue with me, and she and her husband drive. and. She always saw me posting about Robbie and his trucks and going to watch them at the um, on the highway. And so she would always talk to me. Maybe we could get him to meet up with a driver or uh, something of that nature. Well, 
Robbie's only request for spring break last year was to go to the Mid-America Truck Show. So she hooked me up with her friend Terry and Lori with Landstar and her friend Deb, who is an owner um, operator, and they walked us through how to navigate the truck show. And once we were there, his um, he got even more excited. He saw Chris with Big Rig Videos doing some filming after the show. That's Chris Fifey, the videography well, videographer well known around trucking for his rolling CB interviews, pairing operator talks conducted on highway with rolling footage showing the operator's rigs at work on the road. Um, we hung around and waited until we could uh, find the Lights After Mats parade so that he could film it. Um, he met another videographer who is with Texomatic Motors, and then he had two mm-hmm. companies that drove him around the parade route, which was really exciting, and he got to meet Tony Justice after the concert. So that was where he really got excited to actually put names and faces to the people he'd seen online. Yeah, he was already familiar with a lot of these folks because of uh, just the online presence. Yes, in fact, he was looking for Bobby Laws at that show because he had been watching religiously uh, Chris's um, rolling CB interviews. Was that uh, 2017 or was that this year? That was this year, so 2018. And uh, did he meet Bobby at uh, Mid-America? No, so that was funny. We had walked around all day and asked everyone we saw if they knew where Bobby was. And we spent the majority of the time out in the lot because he wanted to meet drivers and see trucks more so than vendors. And so we saw what we thought was Bobby's truck. And I took a picture of Robbie next to it and found Bobby on Facebook and messaged him the picture and said, by any chance, can you just tell me whether or not this was your truck? Because Robbie walked the parking lot for hours hoping to run into you and we think we found your truck and he would be really excited to know whether or not this was in fact your rig and he messaged me back and actually set up a surprise meeting with Robbie right around the corner at our local grocery store so that Robbie could see his rig and uh, and meet him and it was really an interesting and very exciting um, surprise for him. Sarah and her husband took a video of the encounter with owner-operator Laws and his custom 2007 Pete 379. You can find that by searching Sarah Welsh at overdriveonline.com. That's Sarah with an H on the end. Regular readers will well recall owner-operator Laws from my coverage earlier this year on the Channel 19 blog of his B-Ray's flooring custom vinyl flooring business he runs on the side in addition to trucking, then leased uh, to D&E Transport. Laws mentioned his meeting with Robbie. I know he spoke back at that time. The CDL Life publication had gotten wind of it when it happened in April of this year and published a brief story about Laws and Robbie. Little did I know, Sarah and I would be talking further about it months later. It was really neat. Yeah. It was it, Bobby brought him a whole bag of things and um, let him honk the train horns, and it, it was really a neat meeting. He, he has gained a lot of confidence. Um, just knowing how many people are interested in his passion. Um, a lot of kids his age aren't into trucks, and so it's hard to find kids who are 12 who enjoy what he enjoys in the same way that he enjoys it. And so it's really been amazing for him to have so many people basically just wrap their arms around him and say, we love this about you, and we're really interested. Um, we even have local trucking companies that will call us at home and say, Uh, Robbie's favorite rig is coming in on Thursday about 4 o'clock if he wants to come down and take a look. Um, They Mm -hmm. will take him out on the road. They'll 
show him the new equipment. They'll keep him posted on anything new that's arriving. So it's just been really, it's been neat for him to see other people who share the same passion that he does. And you were you were mentioning to me, I think too. I just thought about this because you you guys moved, uh, made that move to St. Louis, and um, sounded sounded like there like there was a there was a time there where where you were having issues uh, with at school, but but this kind of this fascination kind of dovetailed with uh, sort of getting that getting that all back on track. Yes, absolutely. He was uh, falling behind at his previous school and wasn't receiving a lot of help there. So we chose to move him here to get him into a good school district and get him um, back on track as far as his um, his schooling and anything that he needed here. And so um, moving here was a stressful time for him um, to leave behind his friends and to pick up and move to a new city and start middle school all at one time. And so it was really nice to have... Um, the trucking industry who accepted him very willingly and accepted him for exactly who he was and for his passion um, and to be able to give him that confidence that helped with the move. Robbie's following the example of a man who beyond owner-operator laws might just be, well be, his biggest hero among the online trucking world, the aforementioned Chris Fifey of Big Rig Videos and his rolling CV interviews. Turns out, as Sarah explains, young Robbie has begun experimenting with his own video work. We love to go out to Pacific and go to see big boys towing, and one gentleman there named Don always pals around with Robbie, takes him back to the shop. Well, he told Don how much he loved uh, Chris's videos and doing the CB interview and said he'd always wanted to do a rolling CB interview. So Don took him out on the road and Robbie just used his iPad, but he filmed Don doing a rolling CB interview of his own so that he oh, okay. could do the first one and start with the ask questions and, um, and, and Don answered them and talked to him about his truck. And it's on his YouTube channel. He's got a, oh, okay. a YouTube channel um, for all of that. He posts a lot of pictures of trucks that go by, um, different horns. He puts compilations together. He's got... Um, several from the Guilty by Association show that was in Joplin that we went to last September. And that was a really neat show because he got to meet Wendy um, and see George again. That's Wendy and George Parker, of course, who will be very familiar to longtime Overdrive readers as the pair behind the eponymous George and Wendy Show blog. They run today in the Custom Coronado, contracted to the Tough Tested Company and working truck and other shows, mostly. And Wendy introduced him to Chris and Chris was just one of the most amazing people we've ever met. Chris took him um, under his wing to mentor him and invited him to film alongside him during the GBATS um, convoy at the end of the show. So he got to be on the road next to Chris filming all the trucks that were driving by, which was really just the thrill of a lifetime for him. It was really, that was a, a very neat experience because Chris told us that there's a difference between kids who just want to meet him versus kids who have a passion. And he said, Robbie has that passion. And it started about the same age that it started for me. And he said, I really wanted to show Robbie some of the things I've done because I think it's more than just wanting to meet me as a fascination. It was more of wanting to understand what I do. And I think he was exactly right with that. For, for a couple of parents here, um, kind of trying to foster this, uh, you know, what, what else do you have uh, planned in the future? 
uh, what can you use from the community out there? Because I just, I don't know that we could get any more than we have already gotten from the trucking community. We have gotten so much love and so much compassion and so much excitement that has really spurred him to continue what he does. Uh, in fact, this morning he came in and told me that his Lights After Mats video had received almost 2,000 views, which was kind of amazing for him. Um, that's really his passion is the filming. And as parents, we try to take him out to enjoy that. It, it helps foster his confidence that he is doing something that he has passion for and also something that he's very good at. Um, and so we we try to go to different events. I know he's got some really ambitious, he'd like to go to GATS and he'd like to go, and I can't recall the show that's out in Virginia, but he'd really like to go to the show in Virginia. Um, we're looking at whether or not we can maybe go back to Mid-America, but basically he just likes to meet drivers and talk about their trucks. Um, yeah. We've met so many amazing uh, drivers who are very passionate. The Snows, um, he's been communicating mm -hmm. with Phyllis uh, over, face, I think, FaceTime or AirDrop, and um, he's been sending her pictures that he took. And um, if the gentleman, David, who drives Midnight Express happens to be listening, he's been trying to get in touch with him to share videos and um, pictures of the truck that he took. He just really loves to share that excitement with the people who own the vehicles. You, we have conversations with him that you wouldn't expect as a parent to necessarily have. And so in the process, I've learned a lot about trucks. Um, but he could, he, we took him to Rolla and visited a, um, it was an interstate tow center. And he was talking to the shop manager and they were just chatting all about like what length chassis they were sitting on and um, whether or not they were uh, the 359 versus the 379 models. Uh, he's really knowledgeable. He's soaking it all in. It's awesome to see. He sure is. Finally, again, a big thanks to Sarah Wells for joining us here for this talk, and here's good luck to Ravi in all of his endeavors. Find some of his photography and video work on the Channel 19 blog for November 19, 2018, including that first shot at a Chris Fifey-style rolling CB interview. His visit with owner-operator Bobby Laws and more. For the rest of the podcast, we'll hear from a man I bet young Robbie Welsh would love to meet himself. We'll make it a tale of two Robbies, as it were, in this edition, with more from owner-operator Robbie Harris, who hauls heavy in the 2004 Kenworth W9 that is an homage to the 1970s-era KW in the famous Moving On TV series. I posted a video detailing the rig last week on the blog. What you don't hear in that video, though, is Harris's detail of a recent haul with a 17-foot-high, more than 130,000-pound generator between Wisconsin and Washington State. The insights on cost when it comes to hiring pilot cars and obtaining state by individual state, of course, permits for such a heavy run. Here's owner-operator Harris, who runs lease with his father's extreme transportation specialized small fleet out of Menominee, Michigan where he helps manage the specialized side of the business as well. He starts out detailing some of the specs of the Moving On, KW Homage. We were talking at That's a Big 10-4 on DC in the nation's capital in early October. Third generation truck driver. Been driving for 18 years. Menominee Mission is north of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh. Okay. Uh, we are uh, heavy haul. We haul generators with RGNs, um, step deck Conestogas, 
flat bike kind of still goes. More of an open general freight. Yeah. A 2004 W900L Kenworth, four axle. Right. You expect that uh, that extra lift axle from the factory? Is that no, I added that back in 2009. Okay. Uh, I added the pusher axle to it. Okay. Uh, how long have you had it? Uh, since 07. Okay. Uh, besides keeping it clean, just maintaining it. Um, you know, I added fenders, I added some goodies here and there, but nothing. Yeah. Nothing over the top. It had that paint already on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they they have factory options now. Um, back in '04, it wasn't factory. Okay. Um, it's painted off of a trucking show from the '70s called Moving On. Missing a little bit. The door's different, yeah. but otherwise, it's exactly the same. Did you have you put any work into the interior that thing? I put a rockwood floor in it um, about four years ago. Okay. Uh, and then I had two B's interior do a lot of work. Who is that? Two B's interior of Seattle. Okay. I did, uh, Travis did a lot of work on the uh, door panels and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I put a, quite a bit of work into it. Yeah. It's a specialized side of it, of our company, which we have two different divisions okay. of our company. But the specialized side, I kind of like run it. I, yeah, okay. I load all the guys, but it is my father's company. Yeah. How many How many uh, trucks are on that side of the... Um, on my side, we got... Uh, Six at this time, I believe. Okay, and then yeah, the other side says seven. Okay, so thirteen. They haul vans and reapers and stuff like that. Cool. Dry freight. Coming out of um, out of Michigan up there, is it? Um, are you are you doing lots of out and back? Or are you just kind of a regular route, getting home uh, every couple of weeks? Or what do you? How's it work for you? Well, right now, um, we're doing a, a job here in DC, um, so it's going to be out. Try to load back as soon as possible, grab an airload, come right back down. Okay. Um, we don't really stay out weeks at times. Okay. Um, unless, like I just did an oversized load out to Washington. Uh, we were going for like nine days on that one, but it was a big generator move. Okay. So it, it just took time to get it out there. Uh, it was 145,000 pounds, 17 foot tall. Wow. So, so you're, you're running, running during the daylight hours? And Except Idaho was a night move. But Oh, okay. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Never did it before, but it was all right. <laughs> Is that just something specific to their state? That uh, uh, there was construction going down there in a little uh, town. It was during the day, and they opened it up at night, so they wanted us to get through that town at night. Wow. It's just all the rules changed. I know. Yeah. That's one thing I would push for, but it, I mean that's minor rules compared to some of the stuff they want to change around here. But just driver training and oversize. And, movements like that or just getting the states to be all uniform every state is different yeah for regulations and stuff on oversized loads we're all over the board on the different what you can and can't do right what they charge and what the next person charges for a permit right some permits did you have to pay on that load that you were talking about on a dc load i believe it was 3400 from Wisconsin to, not, excuse me, not D.C., Washington State. Yeah. From uh, Wisconsin to Washington State, I think it was like $3,300 off the top of my head. Wow. Had um, $8,500 in escorts going out there. So it's all that out-of-pocket. Right. I'm guessing five days out and then four days back, or... Six days out, three days it was, back. It was five days out. And my water pump went out in Lewis Tunnel, Montana, and we changed it on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. 
then we were back rolling. Uh, it was done Sunday night, and we got rolling Monday, and we were on site Tuesday afternoon. So we left Thursday night, around 5 o'clock at night. Made a Wisconsin line on Friday, made South Dakota Saturday, made Montana Saturday night, and then my water pump went out, and I, I changed it myself in the parking lot, and we made Idaho Washington line Monday night. So, it, so driving, it was four days, four and a half days.